you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. Hey, it's Cosmo Solutions 8, and I want to teach you how to sell PPC services. So the reason I'm doing this, by the way, is because I noticed we have a lot of agency subscribers, some small, some medium. And so I want to kind of offer you my insights as to how I think that this particular service should be sold. If you're not an agency and you don't do this as a service, then forgive me if this is irrelevant. I actually think this could still serve you because it might help you if you ever go shop for a vendor. So I own an agency that's a little bit bigger than most. The average agency, I think, is sub million in revenue. We're approaching two. And then I've got 30 employees, right? So the average agency in my experience is anywhere between like five and 10. And so we're a little bit bigger. And what that has forced me to do is to build something of a sales process that ensures continuity and consistency. Because as you grow, you risk dilution. And I'm going to kind of share with you what we've learned. And this is going to apply to you, even if you don't plan on ever growing to be as big as us, or if you just like, dude, that's small at 30 employees is nothing. I want to be 300 employees or 3000 employees. The principles here that I want to share, I think will carry through. And the first and the most important one is continuity. When you're selling PPC, when you're selling any managed service, you want to make sure that what the salesperson says and offers matches the client's experience on an ongoing basis. Now that seems really linear. You're like, yeah, duh. Thank you very much, Kasim, for the pro tip. You just wasted 90 seconds of my life. But I can tell you that the minute there's more than one person in your organization, this is a massive risk. It's a massive risk that person A says, oh yeah, we should run a smart shopping campaign. And I definitely want to do a little bit of YouTube for whatever reason. I think that there's an exploratory campaign and then passes over to this other person who has a mildly different idea. But for the client, that's a potentially catastrophic damage to the foundation of your relationship. Because you said this and I got that. And you want to make sure that never, ever, ever, ever happens. We've all had this experience. You go to a restaurant and you don't get what you ordered. And no matter how kind of a person you are, there's just something about it that just eats at you. It's so funny. I don't remember where I was. I was at one of those horrible chain restaurants and I ordered uh, normal fries and I ended up getting the Chris Cut fries. And I was mad the whole day. And what's really funny about that is I actually like the Chris Cut fries better. It was like a happy accident. But I was just mad that I didn't get what I wanted. And then take that and now assume that I'm paying thousands of dollars for these fries and I'm going to get them every single month. And that's what your professional services are. So make sure that you're articulating what it is that the client is getting and then That's being carried through your entire process from the salesperson to the onboarding manager, to the client manager, to the specialist, to the strategist, everybody that depending on the roles that you have assigned, everybody that's involved needs to be really clear on who the client is, what their goals are, what's important to them, and what it is that we've told them they're going to get. Now, if you take that and you agree that that's important, what it does is it forces you to have salespeople that actually know Google Ads. I have two salespeople on staff. Both of them have run Google Ads campaigns, one in like extreme depth. He's worked with premier partner agencies and uh, worked directly with Google and just a phenomenal amount of pedigree. So he knows he can open up a Google Ads dashboard and poke around and do campaign evaluations himself. And what's nice about that is when he's talking to the client about the improvement opportunities, that narrative carries through. If you throw a salesperson, and this is what most agencies do, by the way. So if you've done this, I'm not trying to knock you. I just want to help maybe bring you around to something that I think could be more effective. If you throw just a random salesperson at this and say, hey, you're a good salesperson, go sell Google ads, they'll do it. But what they're selling and what you're fulfilling could end up being two very different things. That's true even if they're selling a nebulous kind of opaque product, right? Let's say that they're just kind of good at getting people to try things out. If they're not being specific about what it is that you're doing or how long it's going to take or what's possible. I had a client who just signed up with this. I was on the phone two days ago and he's really cool. I really like him. But he said something that red flagged in my mind. He goes, if I go a couple of days seeing a decline in the data, because he's currently running Google ads and it's going pretty well and he hired us to make it better. So he goes, if I go a couple of days and I see it 
decrease in the data, I'm probably going to freak out. And I said it tongue in cheek, it wasn't threatening at all. But I just I hit the brakes. And I said, Hey, just so you know, we're going to be building a smart shopping campaign for you. And smart shopping has a 45 day learning period where the data is like insane. I mean, we've had like a week of flatline in the past. So context is I totally understand the spirit of what you're saying, we're going to make sure we're headed in the right direction. But there are some specific application elements that you need to be aware of. And a salesperson is not going to know that. So if you've already got a salesperson, I'm going to tell you to fire them, but go teach them Google ads, make them take some training. They don't need to know everything inside out, upside down, left, right, and center, but they should know enough to be able to speak intelligently to it. And then also guide the clients in the right direction. The other thing that we do with our salespeople is once they have a client that is properly qualified, when we run a campaign evaluation, those evaluations are being run by the specialists that will ultimately manage those campaigns. So we take a real life specialist because a lot of those evals are done by, you can get like WordStream has a horrible bot you can pay for in white label. There's a bunch of them that you hook up to the people, somebody's Google ads campaign, and then it just pumps out this 13 page checklist that looks kind of impressive. But when you go through the action items, if you know what you're doing, you look at it and go, well, none of this means anything. You don't want to hand that to a client and you don't want to hand it to them because you're held accountable to that sheet and the sheet is worthless. You also don't want to put somebody on those evaluations or those estimates that they can't be held accountable to a measure later. So if we're talking about selling PPC, make sure that it's an intellectual sale. It's an emotional buy, but it's an intellectual sale. You have to make sure that you're dealing with a client that has reasonable expectations, understands what's possible. That's really important. And that you've also defined what it is that you're going to do. And by the way, if that definition is opaque, that's okay. I've told clients all the time, like, hey, we're going to run some traffic and see what happens. And then based off of those results, I'm going to build your campaign and your strategy. Cool. As long as you say that up front and you give them the context that I have no idea what to do here, dude, I'm just going to throw some spaghetti against the wall. And if they're comfortable with that, I think that's a, a, an okay approach, but just make sure that your sales conversation and then your actual fulfillment, make sure that those are connected. And if you're more than an organization of no matter how aligned you feel like you are, this is a risk. It's a risk for PPC. If you're selling something way more linear than when there's no other way to do it, then you're probably in better shape. But when you're selling Google ads services, I think it's really important. That segues to the second half of this. You actually can't sell it. What I do when I talk to customers, I did this yesterday. I spoke to a gentleman who I really liked. He's got a really kind of cool business. He helps people optimize their analytics. He helps e-commerce providers optimize their analytics. And he's a cool dude. I'd love to work with him. But his model at the moment wasn't right for Google ads. So I talked him out of it. And... I actually batted away his business a couple of times. We spent a half hour and he's like, well, what if we do this? Well, what if I increase my pricing? Well, what if that? And each time, now I'm not in the habit of turning down work. I'd love to have worked with him, but it wasn't right for the time. We could get there. And I told him how. I just think it needed a little bit more fleshing out, more proof of concept with the model, a little bit more in the way of scalability. But right now, Google Ads wasn't right for him. I think if you're talking to somebody, your job in the beginning should be to try to talk them out of it. And all my leads are inbound. They want Google Ads. So I'm in a pretty good shape to be like, hey, just so you know, this could take 90 days to prove concept. And as many as 50% of all Google Ads campaigns fail in the first 90 days. Are you willing to take that risk? And sometimes you hear like, oh, no, I'm not. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing for you because guess what? That's true. What happens if you paper up this client and 45 days into it, the campaign's failing? A failing client costs you so much, so much time, so much effort, so much energy, so much money, so much manpower, person power, so much reputation. One bad review will cost you three clients or more. So make sure they know what's possible. Make sure you're being honest about what's possible. And the whole thing's tied together. If there's continuity with what you're selling, what you're selling also needs to be realistic. We ran that a challenge. It was really successful. It was a 3X Shopify challenge. And the promise was 3X your ROAS in three days for $33. And we ran this challenge, taught everybody how to do it. And then at the end of the challenge, we sold 
ads management to the people that didn't want to do it themselves. Even though we told them everything from soup to nuts, exactly how to do it. They were just like, yeah, you guys clearly know what you're doing. We're going to hire you. It works phenomenally well. Here's what's interesting about it is I ran that past a buddy of mine recently who does similar work to us tangentially. And he's like, well, 3X your ROAS, like... It's not that big a deal. And he's right. I have a client that is 9,000% ROAS. Like 3x, 300% ROAS is, that's proof of concept basically. And my point was, I know that's what I'm willing to promise. So I can show you how to get to a 300% ROAS at hopefully much higher, right? Hopefully much higher, but that's the expectation I want to manage. And if somebody showed up to that and thought like, well, I want 5,000% ROAS, I don't want that client out of the gate. I mean, without knowing some really specific things about whether or not that's feasible or reasonable. So I realize that we're all contending with a bunch of, forgive me for slandering our collective environment, but there are some freaking snakes out there. There's there's this big agency and we all know the name, I won't drop it, but their protocol, their standard operating procedure is to call my clients and your clients, anybody running Google ads and tell them things like, do you know your ads are running in Egypt? I have this recorded by the way. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years. So I guess that's a lie. We haven't been doing Google ads for 15 years, but I've been doing it for a long darn time and they've been doing it for as long as I've been doing it. Calling clients every couple of months, we'll get another one and we track and record all phone calls. So we're listening to this phone call and this dope calls up and says, do you know your ads are running in Egypt? Or do you know that your extension has the wrong link or whatever? Things that are just bold-faced lies. What's funny is we've been on the phone with their C-level team and they got on the phone with us because we had the call recordings. And they're like, we're so sorry. That was an isolated incident. And it'll never happen again. It's happened a bunch of times since then. And we're all competing against those people. We're competing against the people that are willing to lie and willing to overpromise. And my note to you, if you really want this to be a long-term stick, is just be your prospect's plan B. Because if I'm talking to a prospect, they're like, look, you guys sound great, but you're more expensive than the other team. And the other team has promised me better results in a shorter amount of time. I can't compete against that because I don't want to just sit there and say, well, they're lying. Because maybe they're not. You know what I mean? Like, what do I know? Maybe somebody out there is, is cheaper and better and faster than me. Awesome. Good for them. So all I do is say, completely understand. My recommendation would be to try them, try it out. And then what ends up happening is they come back. They come back 60, 90 days later like freaking clockwork. So play the long game. I mean, honesty and, and integrity are phenomenal sales tactics because they're not tactics. It's just like, hey, here's what's possible. Here's what's not. And everybody else in the game is just trying to be like, oh, we promise conversions or you don't pay. And that's so funny because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you do. You pay the ad spend, which is most of the money. So it's like, well, all they're doing is they're just papering up 20 clients, hoping that one of them hits and then the 19 that go away, it's a numbers game for them. So that whole game, I just don't think it's worth playing. I think that you should offer a really solid service, charge what you're worth, and then be honest about what's possible. And if somebody swoops a client out from under you because they're willing to make promises that they can't keep, that's fine. The client will be back in 60 days. Just follow up with them. Say, hey, just wanted to see how the campaign's running. And there will be no surprise. They'll be like, oh, well, it's actually not going as well as the agency said that it would. And I'm like, oh, I know that. That's not a surprise at all. So maintain continuity. Make sure you manage expectations. And that's it. I mean, I'm not a good salesperson. And I tell people that on calls, which might be the best line in the world of sales. I just tell them the truth. I hop on. I try to talk them out of it briefly if I feel like that's really necessary. And if I can't do that, I make sure I manage expectations. And if I think they're going to be a good fit, I bring them on. And I always, always, always regret. And if I ever have a client and I'm like, hey, I just don't think this is going to work. I don't think we're going to fit or whatever. And, and it still happens to this day, but you'll have somebody who you just really like, or maybe the referral from a strategic partner or somebody that you respect, or you want to continue to cultivate a relationship with. And they're like, well, what if, or how about, or here's what we can do, or all those weird kind of jiggy deals that you cut. And then it just never works out. Stick to your guns, stick to your model, stick to you know what works. And you don't have to be a good salesperson, just be honest. Just hop on and be like, here's what I think is possible. Because if they're talking to five people, which I think is probably about the average, usually that's the, everybody's threshold for pain is talking to five service providers and picking the best of five. The other four are just making really bold promises. And if you hop on and you're the one reasonable human who's like, oh, I actually know how Google Ads works, incidentally, 
because you're training your salespeople on Google Ads. And here's me managing expectations. You're dealing with an educated consumer base. People didn't start a business and run it to a point to where it's successful enough for them to spend thousands of dollars a month in advertising. You don't get there and also be an idiot. Like you're dealing with a smart human. So treat them like a smart human. And I think they're really going to respect that. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. Would love to hear your thoughts and comments. If you have other sales tips that I'm not hitting on, like I said, I'm not a good salesperson. I'd love for some advice there maybe just when it comes to more of the polish because we don't have that, but I really like our foundation. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.